Welcome to All Our Pretty Songs. A 90s rock podcast. I am Seth. I'm Marissa. Hello. Hey. How's it going? It's going. How about you? Okay. A little low energy. A little low yeah. energy. Me too. I've got the sniffles. Ugh. It's the worst. Down with the case of the sniffles. Ugh. Terrible. Um, yeah. But, you know. Yeah. It's I mean, evidently going going around. Yeah, like a right. Co- a I, cold in a addition cold. to everything else. Sure. Yeah. I just had one. I was, yeah. yeah, like I feel like I was getting my cold on yeah. our recording last week. Yeah. And I've sort of, I'm pretty much over it at this point. So I, I hope the same for you. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> just a few days. Um, yeah, it's like we were talking last time about uh, daylight savings. Mm. Now we're in it. Yeah. Sucks. Or is this not? Is this is is did daylight savings end? I don't. D- d- <laughs> if we, as we discussed last week, please do not make me like try to I'm parse. Sorry. I can't. I'm sorry. I like. I don't know why my brain has this block about daylight savings. It's, it's really fair. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, it's just dark now, and it's yeah that, annoying. That much is clear and stupid, and I hate it. So that's Other probably why that, I'm tired. Feelings. <laughs> probably why i'm um, tired and miserable well another reason why you might be tired is the band that we discussed this week <laughs> we listened to is, a band called matchbox 20 this week yeah there are <laughs> 20 of them all right 20 um, ooh, 20 of them well, I actually don't know. We, you know, at some somehow this week we never talked. What does this the name of this band mean? Did you find that out in all your searches? Yeah, I, I learned about it. I think like um, <laughs> what a tone. I think that um, well, because it's the same bullshit we keep coming up against. It was like they were in a bar and like saw someone had a shirt that said Matchbox. And another person said, had a shirt that said 20 on it. I don't know. Like, oh it had God. something to do with, like, someone's shirt that they Great. saw. <laughs> yeah, like, that thing. Although, this is what we're up against. <laughs> yeah. Although, like, um, well, I was texting you earlier. Like, apparently before Matchbox 20, there was a mm. band called Tabitha's Secret, which is Jesus. a hilarious name for a band. <laughs> yeah. They were. I. Th- I don't know if it was all the members of Matchbox Twenty, but definitely some of them. Definitely. It's like our, Victoria's our, our pal Secret. Rob Thomas. Yeah, it's like Victoria's Secret. But, but Tabitha. Like, Tabitha. Absurd yeah. all around. Yeah. Like the weirdest band name. Do you think could it have anything to do with Tabitha Soren? <laughs> Certainly, the first thing that crossed my mind <laughs> when I heard the word, the name Tabitha. Uh, I don't know anyone else named Tabitha Soren. 90s rock music. Tabitha Soren. Yeah. yeah, I think I like um mm. I tried to get her to follow me on Instagram once. Yeah. She didn't. She didn't do yeah. it. <laughs> Sorry to hear that. It's like maybe me and Tabitha Soren will connect. Maybe uh us and Rob Thomas will connect. Although mm. I kind of hope not cuz I don't know if this podcast is going to go great for him. Oh my god. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, I feel like um, some some truths have been revealed in the last yeah. 30 minutes or so via our text conversation. <laughs> yeah. One of which um, what's been what, what has been revealed to me is that you you might be a little grumpy 
you're not feeling well and you're not happy with Matchbox 20. Yeah, all like I started this week when we decided to do this band, I was like super pumped about it. I thought it was it gonna was be your like, idea. It was my idea. I fully admit that it was my idea. <laughs> and I thought it was gonna be a real hilarious good time. And for a little while it was like these songs, like the first album that they put out, Yourself or Someone Like You in 1996, mm-hmm. sure. that album was, I have to admit, it was important to me back in the day. And it was like, it felt kind of interesting to dip back into it. But wow. subjecting these songs to scrutiny is mm. not good for these songs. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I mean, it's like, um, I guess I feel like uncomfortable with my newfound role as like the potential defender of Matchbox 20 because <laughs> I was thinking the roles would be quite re- reversed yeah. and I don't want to well, I, I can don't... still <laughs> I can like do a little bit of time traveling and try to like defend like you had the CD like that's like yeah. incredible news yeah yeah oh and what I was, was it super like for into you it. at the time were oh, you a, were you in ninth grade when you bought the CD is that I was 14? Yeah. I bought it right me. when it came out. Yeah. I think we were probably in like ninth grade. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I bought it and I played it all the damn time. Why'd you buy it? Because I loved the songs that I was hearing from it on the radio. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. I didn't have like any real relationship with this band in the 90s, although one song I, I adored. Mm-hmm. Um, which we'll be discussing. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I don't know. Like, what is this? What is this type of music? I know. Is so, it- like, <laughs> it's a great question. I I was trying to think about like, um. Well, wait. What was the? Did we talk this week at some point about like the, some combination of Counting Crows and Dave Matthews Band, or is that just yeah? Like a thing? Okay. No, that was something I- we talked about. That's what's going to me. I, oh, yeah, that I remember. Like, I think that this band is basically like I said at one point I was articulating to myself that I felt like they were counting crows without the poetry or the vulnerability. Ooh. But then his like voice was reminding me about of Dave Matthews, Dave Matthews. voice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was feeling this. I had both of those points of reference come up for me this week as well. Like, I feel like his voice. Yeah. Definitely has a Dave Matthews vibe. And I feel like the lyrics, like at certain points, definitely you can, the, the Counting mm. Crows influence is palpable yeah. on, uh, on some songs, like the, especially that one that we were talking about. It's called Real World. Oh, yeah, Real World, I, which I think is the first track on the first album. Yeah. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Because he says, I wonder what it's like to be the rainmaker. I wonder, I wonder what, what it's what like. It's like. To, to know, know that, that I you, made the rain. I made the rain, which is very like it's like different from the Rain King, but it's not <laughs> that different. Yeah, and that that song has like a very Counting Crows vibe, but yeah, it's like not. Totally. I don't know, but yeah, it's like what even is like like Dave Matthews? Yeah, like he definitely Rob Thomas is like bringing like serving some Dave Matthews vibes in his style of singing. Is it? Yeah. Um, is that like a blues influence? Like, what is that? What is the Dave Matthews voice even? Oh, God. Like, what no, is that I don't type know. of music? Like, like, it's like I, folk? I, get... I don't even know what to call it. It is a sort of like, um, oh, God, I'm trying to not be like super uncharitable here. But like, it's like, 
it's like a it's like the worst possible imitation of the blues, I guess. Is what yeah, that's, that's what I'm asking though. Like, yeah. what is it? What is it a descendant of? Like, I, blues, I feel I like guess. yeah, I I hesitate. I, don't, I wouldn't even want to call it a descendant. It's like I mean, yes, that's too much. That's too much. I a agree. kid that hangs around the house. <laughs> Like, and his friends with the descendant, maybe? Oh, my God. No, it's true. Someone who's trespassing on the land of the descendants? I mean, yeah, I don't know. I guess, like, it was, I think it was kind of, I, I like, was excited when you suggested we talk about this band because I, like, just, like, I feel like their songs were just, like, complete, like, ridiculous jokes to me at the time. Like, I didn't, I didn't listen. Like, I feel like it wasn't cool to, like, this band, like, it was not for yeah like it's like and um but it was i I didn't it i I found it like pretty like i listened to like the the first couple albums i found it pretty listenable this week yeah (laughs) yeah no i would agree it like um they're doing like it it was clear like listening to the first two albums the second of which actually came out in 2000 and i feel like it's a pretty good like it actually does feel like we're not in the nineties anymore a little bit to me. Oh, I was thinking. But yeah. those first two albums, it was feeling like, oh, I'm listening to like the rock music of my childhood now. Like right. not in not in necessarily a good way, but not in a terrible way either. Just like generic. <sighs> like it felt like I was it felt like listening to the radio. Yeah, well, I guess it's like I guess, yeah, like that's like a, a direction that mainstream rock music was taking yeah. at that time. Like late well, I guess it was the same. I mean, that album came out in 1996. Yeah, yeah. Which, so it was like a contemporary of like a lot of the other bands that we're talking about, but it definitely feels more late 90s. Like it feels like that's like the direction, like mainstream, like, like Dave Matthews band existed in 1996, but I feel yeah. like the Dave Matthews band f- as a, as like a phenomenon took a whole nother turn in the late 90s. Yeah. Like than it did in like the mid nineties. It was they were just like a band, and then they became like a, a sensation. Yeah, <laughs> maybe it's like connected to that that all these bands were like like I was thinking about um like the the we'll we'll get into this, but like the <laughs> uh, the song like the band Train. Oh my god! Yeah, like Drops of Jupiter. Oh yeah, Me- uh, Meet Virginia. That's the band we should be talking about this week. <laughs> <laughs> well, well we will have to talk about yeah, that we'll a little bit more we'll get there but um yeah. but yeah i don't know it's just weird like yeah like that weird like direction that like mainstream rock music seemed to take yeah in the later 90s it's interesting. Or one it, of the directions it took because it also went like a new metal direction as well right right well and like uh, oh man i have so many thoughts about what you just said like one is that the combination of the directions that it went after this period basically killed rock. Like, does rock music even exist anymore? It's like... Couldn't tell you. Yeah. Like, I don't know. So that's like one piece of it. Well, I guess also like... Oh, well, I was just going to say like mainstream doesn't exist the same way. Like, it's like rock bands exist. Like new rock bands. You can learn about new rock bands. But like the the whole concept of popularity doesn't really exist in the same that's way. a good point that's a good point um but the other thing i was say? thinking about is just that decades don't decades don't work like decades kind of like um uh like what do i mean exactly like 
uh, we, we, we've talked about this, like when the nineties begin, it's like not exact. It's not like January 1st, 1990, you know, it's like, <sighs> so true. And, the, and so like, is there, there's something that happens maybe in 1996. Cause I'm like, I'm thinking about, um, like, so the, yourself or someone like you, um, came out the in first o- October. Matchbox 20 album. Yeah. The first matchbox 20 album came out in October of that year. And of 96 and like I feel like we've talked about other um like stuff from 1996 like mm. like razor blade suitcase no hold on Whoa. wait when did 16 stone come out I was just thinking that I think it came out in 94 because we were shocked oh yeah we were okay yeah all right. So I then I can't remember what it was that we were talking about from 1996 maybe a Soundgarden album but like oh uh, maybe I, I just find myself wondering if like, like this, we've that thing we've talked about the way time works when you're a kid and like, especially in this era of music, it's just possible that like the beginning of 1996 and the end of 1996 could be like different eras of music, basically. Right. No, like, and so the true. fact that this album came out in October of 96 basically means like, it's kind it almost is like a 97 album. Right. And if it's no. 97, you're getting into it's all kinds of It's not even in the those. 90s anymore. Yeah. It's 97. <laughs> That's where I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, man. But I don't know. It's just like, it was just, um, it is making me think that there's like a way in which, I mean, this Matchbox 20 was so popular. Right. Of course. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. It's like, well, yeah, I guess like so they probably spawned, like, it's like this, what maybe this, album like i'm just totally making shit up but like maybe this album was one of the first albums to kind of capture this kind of sound and it was like really popular people really liked it so maybe like all the other bands that kind of sounded like this like came out of that a little bit i don't know but what is the sound that it captures (laughs) it's just like that but like the the i guess like bluesy uh rock. bluesy nonsense What's it called? um folk no folk i don't know blues don't know. yeah like blues inspired like schlock <laughs> yeah there you go um but yeah rob thomas is a huge rock star yeah he is well and and it's is? interesting that well i would say I he's still, he still is. yeah i don't know what he's up to these I days i mean is it possible that Smooth was like the biggest song of like the last like 25 years or something? Like, <gasps> oh my God. Yes. Smooth. Yeah. I mean, yeah. When did that song come out? Actually, I feel I like I like don't need to. I feel like I like literally have it open. Oh no. I'm just accidentally almost played it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually i almost played uh 99 the better the superior song off the santana album the maria maria yeah featuring the, the product gmb and uh y clef so good um yeah. but wait when did that album come out 99 supernatural 99 99 shocking i guess that makes sense because yeah i guess that i feel like that was happening like our senior year of high school. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was definitely watched a video for smooth this week. We, we felt um, against uh, 
unfortunately for us that it shouldn't be allowed in yeah. our picks this week because we, we it's technically that. a Santana song featuring Robert Thomas. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, well, should we should we say what we're going to do here? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, so like we we chose the same three songs but in a different order. Wild. Marissa has the correct order. I'll just Whoa. I'm just going to come out and say that right That's in advance. Just, I don't I don't know what to do with You don't with like you, that I said you that. admitting that like or or you changing your um I think, yeah. No, I, think, I stand by. I don't what want you I saying picked. anything you're going to regret here. No, no. Listen, <laughs> I I picked like what I picked is the truth of what's going on in my like weird messy heart. Mm, but mm. like I, sure. uh, the intellectual in me is acknowledging that like you, you've <laughs> like you've like you've gotten to the truth of something. A little. I mean. Well, like, yeah, we chose the same three songs, which, like, let's just acknowledge was just really a delight. We've like, never done I don't, it before. We've never done it before? Well, never. did we once? With Pearl Jam, I was going to say, when we did Pearl Jam. It was Jam, very close. It was but very it wasn't the- close. I had... No, I think we had the same three songs in different order. It wasn't the definitely same definitely, you had Better Man as your number one. I had uh-huh. Elderly Woman Behind the Counter yeah. in a Small Town as my number one. I'm probably I didn't Better have Man. Black. You did have black. Weird. What would you? Oh, you had Jeremy. That's fair. I had Jeremy instead of black. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God, by the way. Imagine if we had done that and not talked about Jeremy. Jesus. <gasps> yeah, no, that wouldn't have been right. Uh, yeah. But yes, it's never happened. I was really so excited for it to, <laughs> to turn out this way. Like, I also, totally. I was kind of like, didn't know what, to, what was going to happen, like what you were going to pick. I have to be honest, yeah. I was like kind of dreading like having to plumb the depths of like some <laughs> Meshbox 20 deep cuts. <laughs> oh, man. But, but that's not what happened. I so, feel attacked. No. I mean. No. It is something I would make you Sometimes when one follows their heart. Yeah, it's totally yeah. on brand for you. Yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> Um, uh, but well, um, so should we say what the songs are? Yeah, so we were thinking we would just like lay our cards out on the table at the yeah. beginning of the pod since we have the same three songs, yeah, and then yeah. we'll talk about them from there. Is so, that- yeah, yeah, so okay. why don't we each just say so? My number three was Push, my number two was Back to Good. With the number two in it. Sure. And my number one was 3 a.m. Okay. My number three was back to good. Mm-hmm. My number two was 3 a.m. And my number one was push. Iconic. <laughs> so, so we're gonna we're gonna start by talking about back to good. I was thinking if you were lonely, maybe we could leave here no one know. At least not to the point that we would think so. And everyone here knows everyone here is thinking about somebody else. Well, it's best if we all keep this under our heads. Uh, 
And I don't know how to get it back. And then we'll sort of move into like the debate. The other two. The other two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we both um, were less passionate about Back to Good and mm. more passionate about the other two. Yeah, I decided I liked it, but so yeah, it's true. So like, um, you had it as your number two, not yeah. your number three. It's true. So tell we'll me get why. into that. Well, oh, should I start? Well, because that yeah. has more to do with that's has more to do with how I was feeling about push. So maybe we should save that for the push conversation. Okay. Does that okay. make sense? Yeah. Um So back to good. Um, is like. Uh, okay, do you remember um, in the movie High Fidelity, there's this part, I might have brought this up on here before, but there's this part where Jack Black refers to, quote, sad bastard music. <laughs> yeah, I do kind of remember that. So, like, I was thinking today that this song is, like, so, like, when I was in high school, all I wanted was, like, a song that was, like, a big sloppy emotional mess, basically. Oh, yeah. And... And this song is like totally that. Um, yes, it's a like a point. really like really sincere articulation, but of some like very cliche things. Yeah, yeah, I, I think. think that's fair. I mean, I'll uh, I'll just go ahead and say that I feel it's the poor man's push. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, which is like, yeah. Do you, whole- is that because it's dealing with similar themes? No, it's because I feel like I love, um, okay. I feel like it's, it's kind of like what you said. Like, I feel like it is like push. I think push is their, for me, push is their most successful song because it's like, it it really goes there. Like emotionally, it's, it's very vulnerable. And I feel like this song has that same vibe and I don't feel like it comes up a ton in a lot of their music. Like a lot of their music is just kind of like this dorky. I don't even know how to describe what's happening in the <laughs> other songs, but like I don't find them like emotionally weighty. Like what you said, it's like you like when you want just like a um a like a big emotional mess. Like it's yeah. like it's really getting into the like it's getting into some dark emotional places, which push, push all. No, this song, oh, Back okay. to Good. And I will push, obviously, as well. But I feel like that's why I feel like it's a poor man's push. So it's that it admits a kind of darkness that, like, the rest of their oeuvre really just only, like, barely winks at or something? Well, yes. And also, yeah, I think that's right. And I also think it's just a really, it feels, it's very emo. Like, it's an emotional song. You know, like yeah. it's like it's very vulnerable. It's very emotionally vulnerable. Like it's like yeah. I feel like there's like some some deep emotional shit being admitted in this song yeah. by the speaker. Well, like you're looking for a way like when you're when you're that age listening to that music, you're like looking for something that helps, like something that helps you maybe like live your life, like articulate something to yourself. And I think like. A lot of their songs, at least when I was listening to them this week, a lot of their songs, even ones I liked, felt like so they lacked specificity to the point that like they felt like useless to me. Like I'm not learning anything. Yeah, right. Like maybe it's the specificity of like this song. Like it's like um, 
Well, yeah. And I, well, what you were just saying, like, it's like, I don't know. Yeah. You're trying to like learn something or something that helps in a song. Yeah. But I think it's also like, um, hearing something that feels true mm-hmm. felt really important. Like as a kid, like being like, Oh, that's like, that really like gets at something I feel. Yes. And this song, like, I don't know what I would have made of it as a kid. I mean, I guess I, I'm sure I heard it, but it's like, yeah, when he's like, um, all right. So the lyrics, it's like, yeah. let's, let's, uh, let's just read a, a bit from the top. <laughs> Go nuts. It's okay. This is what Google, I hope this is correct. It's nothing. It's so normal. You, you can't stand there. I could say so much, but I don't go there cause I don't want to. I was thinking if you were lonely, maybe we could leave here and no one would know. At least not to the point that we would think so. <laughs> but then the the crowning achievement yeah. of the song mm-hmm. and everyone here knows everyone here is thinking about somebody else. Well, it's best if we all keep this under our heads um, and so yeah. on. But it's like... I don't know. Like yeah. that's a pretty. That's a pretty. That's quite a concept. Yeah. No. It's like a pithy little. It works. It like everyone um, here knows. Everyone here is thinking about somebody else. You can take it with you. Like you're yes. at a party. You're at a party, and like you think of that line, and it helps you. I you know. It, how does it help you? Like it helps you get through the feeling. Like. You're like it's like a oh, thing. Oh, you like don't feel thing. alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Thank, okay. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's no, it. Thank you. The other line in this song that really, like, at least for this week for me was doing this, um, was the one about like, um, where is it? If you see me out, yes, you don't yes, know yes, me. Yes, if you like, see me out. And it's funny because like I've been talking about like how this is like high school shit, but like the truth is I like. No, I never like got far enough that I had a breakup when I was in high school. Like there was no one to break up with me. But like it that's such a good um man, that's a real breakup feeling of like the question after a breakup of like how do you live in the same world as a person and it's if like you, see you have me to out, yeah. Uh, yeah. You see me out, you don't know me. Try to turn your head, try to give me some room. How to figure, how to out, figure just out just what, just I'm, what gonna I'm gonna do. do. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of um, uh, a uh, like a like a damn it by Blink One Eighty Two vibe. Oh, yeah. If I when I see you out, well, I was just thinking we were just talking about high school, but like I don't, I don't know, and I guess I'm thinking about this. I don't know how I would have felt or how I felt about this song at the time, but it feels like a very, it's like a song that feels very adult. Like the idea of like everyone here knows everyone here is thinking about somebody else is yeah. a very it feels very adult. Like I feel like the whole huh. vibe of the song, like, does it take place in a bar? It has a real piano man vibe to me. <laughs> like it's like you're in a bar with the speaker. Is that the yeah. song? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like you're in a bar with a speaker and like there's just all these people there and they're all thinking about somebody else. Yeah. You know, it's really like plumbing the the emotional depths of the the every man at the at the piano bar i i'm not, <laughs> i i think it's funny like i'm not i don't place this song in a bar i place it like to me Let it's me like s- totally at a high school party but like oh but i'm i'm with you i mean like i like i don't the know why it feels like about a we're at a bar <laughs> i mean i guess you could be a, this is the thing this is why well he says 
He says, I was thinking if you were lonely, maybe we could leave here and no one would know. Yeah. It feels like I couldn't even tell at that point if it's like about a relationship or if it's just about like anonymous encounters with like someone you might hook up with or something like it could certainly be a high school party. But I think something about the idea of everyone here knows everyone here is thinking about somebody else. And it like that line evolve that line takes some twists and turns throughout the song right amen everyone here is wondering what it's like to be with somebody else yeah. then everyone here knows everyone here oh that he says is thinking about again uh, what's the other else. one everyone here hates everyone here for doing <laughs> just like they do <laughs> amazing oh boy <laughs> Why is that funny? It is. I don't know. It's just ridiculous. The word hate. The word hate is so like on the nose and hilarious. Yeah. It's so fist banging. Like, <laughs> it's like hating someone so much that you call them fuck you. Um, I, oh, but I feel like the concept of everyone here knows everyone here is thinking about somebody else. It feels very jaded. Yeah, I feel like it feels very adult yeah. because like this idea of being like at that point in a relationship where you're like thinking about somebody like it kind of feels like even if you're like in a happy relationship, those people are also thinking about somebody else. So it's just like an admission of like mm. just like this messy web of like jaded misery that everyone is part of. Yeah. And that feels like too dark to be like a teenage feeling because like when you're a teenager like i mean you and it's maybe yeah. like i would feel differently when i was a teenager like i think i probably would have just been like yeah i'm i'm an adult and i'm yeah <laughs> i I'm, just connect to that but it feels very like grown up to me now which you're right it it's making me sad how much I related to it as a teenager and still think of it. Oh as really? A teenager I don't feeling. even remember this song when yeah. we were teenagers. So maybe that's well, like you didn't have the CD yourself or someone <laughs> like you. True, I did not. But I do remember like this song existing vaguely. Yeah. But yeah, it just didn't it didn't do much for me at the time, I guess. I just yeah. didn't care as much about it you know it's interesting i'm just thinking back to the comparison we were making between this band and dave matthews band mm. and it's interesting there's like some essay i want to write here about like <laughs> loving this band and loving dave matthews band and then like the way right around 1996 or 1990 actually the way right around like 1997 or 1998 my love for both of those things just like vanished like Oh, yeah, because I feel like, like it's, like, so interesting that you love Dave Matthews Band because I always think of you as, like, when we were friends in college, you were, like, like just so vehemently, like, anti-Dave Matthews Band. Yeah. Like, to a point that I just remember that being, like, a thing that came It up. was a part of my personality to <laughs> not like Dave Matthews Band. And it, only four years before that, I had been, like, obsessed with it. Dave Amazing. Matthews Band was my first concert. Like, wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We we need to talk about Dave Matthews Band on this podcast. Ugh, I just we t remember that week when we tried. I don't feel like we tried. <laughs> <laughs> we did some listening. Um, it was hard. Wait. Um, you got go ahead. Sorry. Oh no, I'm just looking at these r r lyrics. Like <laughs> I'm looking at the word hate again, which is just like really making me chortle. 
This don't Everyone mean that you own me. Well, this ain't no good. In fact, it's phony as hell. Oh, yeah. I wanted to talk about phony as hell. Uh, and you could, when I was in high school, you could win me over completely with any reference to the idea of phoniness. Like, of, like Catcher it, in the Rye? Basically, yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah, that's probably true of me at that time, too. Like a person admitting that they themselves are one of the phonies. That's like the quickest oh. way to my heart. Even though I don't think that's necessarily what's <laughs> totally happening. Here. Yeah, I don't know if that's what's happening here. Admitting you're one of the phonies. That's interesting. Because yeah. like, kind does of that happen? Whole, and... Kind of my whole personality. <laughs> does that ever happen in Catcher in the Rye? Is he like, I'm one of the phonies myself? I feel like part of the book is that is I don't that think it, it definitely doesn't, but it would be funny if it did happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right. It kind of is dawning on him. I don't yeah, he never fully like anyway, that that book kind of fucked me up a little bit. Woo! Oh, oh, you're not alone, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Um oh my god. Did um Okay. What? what? No, go ahead. <laughs> I had a catcher in the rye quote as my yearbook quote. Oh, I don't think <laughs> I knew you? that. I, I didn't. I don't remember. What was it? Anyway, do you want to say? You don't have to say. I'll say. I mean, I didn't. I want to know. Okay, my yearbook quote was: "Certain things they should stay the way they are. Mm. You should be able to put them in one of those big glass cases and leave them alone." Wow! Fucking cry. Um, but what is yours? What was your yearbook quote? I don't remember. Wow. Because it was, it was some, I was into poetry and I was like, I need to write something myself. Wow. And I like, I like wrote some that never bullshit. never crossed my like, mind. I was, that and I was thing. fucking terrible at writing poems at that. Like, <laughs> like really fucking bad at it. Yeah, of and course. Like, Me too. And I wrote some shit that was like so meaningless, like such a pile of meaningless schlock. Incredible. That, that I've like blocked it out. Yeah. Like I, I, That's I, a like, shame. I have it. Like I'm sure I have the yearbook somewhere, but I like. No can't. one. Oh, sorry. No one ever wrote their own quote. I know. It, I, I, my, I, it's one of my, my biggest regrets in life. <laughs> I like. I'm. I was so sad when you started going down this oh, road sorry. because I was like afraid. I, would, I like, think I brought it up because I feel. I feel really good. Yeah. About mine because I almost used some like dumb bullshit by the Grateful Dead. Like I almost yeah. went down like so many different paths. Yeah. And then I chose that and I was like, I feel really good about it still. Can I shout out um my <laughs> sister has my sister had my favorite yearbook quote ever? Which is she used the line from E.T. when Elliot's like, This is reality, Greg. Oh my god, that's incredible. I totally remember you ta- telling me this. That's incredible. I love that. Kid's a genius. She is a genius. Um, my sister's was also really good. It was uh, from Devo. When a, when a problem comes along, you must whip it. <laughs> 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 Pretty good. Pretty good. Holy shit. <laughs> we should. Oh, my God. I don't know what my little sister's was offhand at the moment, but ah. what were you going to say? We should come up with a list of like good yearbook quotes from mm. like we could be providing a service oh, to the kids. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, a good 90s. one would be um everyone here knows everyone <laughs> here is thinking about somebody else. Oh wait, what's the hate one? Everyone here hates everyone here for doing just like they do. 
<laughs> Such a good yearbook quote. Hell yes. Yeah. Oh, oh you know what a really good one would be too? Um, uh, everyone here hides shades of shame. Yeah, but looking inside, we're the same. We're the same. <laughs> Incredible. Oh, oh man, so good. That would, it's like by by the grace of God go I that that didn't end up as my year. <laughs> oh man. Oh boy. All right. Um, Should we move on to a little a little ditty called Three A.M. She's got a little bit of something. God is better than nothing. And then I call her a portrait wall She believes that she's got it all She swears the moon don't hang Quite as high as it used to And she only sleeps when it's raining And she screams And her voice is straining She says, baby Well, okay, so, and we'll go back and forth a little bit about what, so, like, I feel like this is a better song. Like, over the course of this week, I was feeling like this is a better song than Push, and I, like, I know it's not good podcasting that I'm, like, backing off this take now, but in my heart, (laughs) it is a better song. Like, the the argument I want to make for it is, like, um, oh, can I, can I, I've made a list of, um, so you know how this song is, like, uh, it's, like, a She Says song? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. uh, oh like, yes. Yeah. It's like he's telling you about this this uh, woman he's with. A yeah. woman figure. So, she says it's cold outside. So I made a list of she things that she says. Me a raincoat. Okay. Ooh, okay. Okay. So I'm these are all it. the things she says. All the other things. And then there's a bunch of shit that he's inferring. But these yeah. are the things that she says. She says, it's cold outside. That's one. She says, it's all going to end and it might as well be my fault. Mm. Now, that one, like, you could argue that he might be saying and it might, he might be saying it might as well be my fault. Right. She could just be saying it's all going to end. I'm grammatically, that one's a little tricky. Right. Right. Parse. Great point. Um, She says, quote, baby, it's 3 a.m. I must be lonely, I think. She could just say baby, though. Yep, that's true. Potentially. And he's, yeah. the speaker is saying it's 3 a.m. I must and, be lonely. And with the same confusion, uh, quote, baby, well, I can't help but be scared of it all sometimes, and the rain's going to wash away, I believe it. Yeah, I mean, that I feel, at that point, I feel pretty confident that we're back with the speaker. But it's okay, possible she's saying his, all of that, I guess. Uh, Maybe he's saying, I believe it, but okay. Yeah. Um, And then the last thing, she swears the moon don't hang quite as high as it used to. (laughs) But I don't know. Like, I don't know if she actually says that, but she swears it. Like She swears. I don't know. Yeah. No, that's good. I appreciate that. I appreciate you pulling those out. It's a really great point. (laughs) 
And then I have a little note here that says, I've learned nothing from this exercise. Like, I just like. I've learned a lot. I like wanted to see like what she actually says. Because like when I started really thinking about it, the song was making me angry. Like from her perspective. Like. Yeah. Like all his inferences. I just don't know if I'm buying. I don't think I'm buying his inferences. I mean. Yeah. yeah, No one's buying his inferences. Okay. Cool. 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 Like that's why the song like is absurd (laughs) that was that was (laughs) i started out that off by saying i was gonna defend my choice that that song is better oh yeah let me try to do (laughs) let me try one other defense quote quote unquote defense okay um i really do think that this song has like a brightness to it like the i wrote the brightness of the guitars Mm, on the song okay there's like um I for whatever reason like this song ha- like rolls along in a way that makes me like it. Yeah. I like how it sounds a little more than push. No, that's fair. I mean, I okay. chose it as my number two. Yeah, it, yeah in yeah. large part because it's yeah, it rolls it rolls around a rolls along is a great way to put yeah. it. Musically. Um, and then I wanted to say one other thing about it, which is like a well today I part of, I think part of why I'm having I'm struggling. Like mm. why I've come to this place where I like am like a little angry at myself or something is that <laughs> it wasn't until I sat down with the lyrics to the song that I like in my head, I I always imagine that the speaker of this song had at least some moments where he's talking about himself, like where he's like where the microscope is getting shifted back where it belongs, like on yeah. like sure. and it's not there at all. It was just in my mind. <sighs> And that's, I've, I'm feeling a little ashamed of that. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm glad, I'm glad you're on, I'm glad you've come to your senses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like this song is like, this song is like, I feel like it's one of those songs, like I consider this song um, in, in, um, in conversation with, uh, mm-hmm. like the the vibe of like Meet Virginia, which we were talking about. Like it's like one yeah. of those like iconic '90s songs that's like yeah. kind of about like a manic pixie dream girl, right? Totally. Like it's like she's like this girl is kind of like, um, yeah, like she's being like. First of all, it's like this song's very patronizing, and then it's like she's also being kind of like romanticized. But she's kind of like a shoddily, yeah. she's like this, she feels like a shoddily constructed manic pixie dream girl. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if we're going to, like, when we start off, it's like, <laughs> it's, first of all, like, it's like, LOL. It is totally reasonable <laughs> to say it's cold outside, to be, to be worried. He says, she says it's cold outside and she hands me a raincoat. She's always worried about things like that. Yeah. So it's yeah. just kind of like, like, fuck off. Like the speaker yep. is just like right off the bat, like, like not, um, not going to like ingratiate me as a listener by like trashing wearing a raincoat on a cold day. <laughs> <laughs> well, also he's, it's like, it's the classic story of like, the the like asshole in the relationship who lets the other person do all the worrying right totally yeah she's always worried about things like yeah like yeah. he sounds like such a dick right yeah maybe you like could worry a little about going yeah out like and, maybe she yeah. doesn't have to like 
fucking pressure you to wear a raincoat, you fucking douche. Like, yeah. it's cold outside. <laughs> Just bring the raincoat. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I just always like, just always felt like it was kind of like in that vein, but it's also confusing. Like, it's like, it's hard to understand, like if the woman in the song is being like, um, like revered, admired, dismissed some combination of the three, you know? Great point. Is it sympathy? Is it empathy? Is it, um, is it love? Mm, and I think, right. I, sadly, I think it might be sympathy. It might not go beyond that. I mean, yeah, it's weird. Like, it's like, I do feel like the, the um. so when you were saying, like, what she says versus, like, what the yeah. speaker of the song is saying, like, I do, yeah. I read, like, some of the stuff that you said is, like, definitely, like, my reading of it is that, like, the speaker is saying it. So, like, when he says, like, and she says, baby, it's 3 a.m., I must be lonely, which like mm-hmm. <laughs> side note, what does that mean? And then when she says baby, well, I can't help but be scared of it all sometimes, and the rain's gonna wash away. I believe this. I feel like when he says, Well, I can't help but be scared of it all sometimes, mm-hmm. I always read it as him saying that. And that to me was like the moment of like him kind of thinking about oh. like, oh, he's kind of like scared of this like relationship or something like maybe there's like a little bit of like what you were saying of like shining the the light on him pointing the finger at himself yeah but um but no okay like well let's uh let's talk about it's 3 a.m it must be lonely because you you seem to understand it more than me well no it like i know what it i know how i read it at the time and i know how i read it if i don't think too hard about it it's like um uh it's just like there are like desperate times of the night like where if you're awake it's not good it's like not good to be awake at certain times and i don't know i don't know if 3 a.m is necessarily one of those times like you could still be out part i always kind of thought 4 a.m was the time like you could still be out partying maybe at three but at four it's like not great at four you're gonna be up all night it's like Four is you could a little... be out at four in, in New York City. I know, but the bars don't close till four. Yeah, I don't I know can't... what the bars do. I can't now. do that. They probably I... still stay open till four. Um, anyway, but... that was like my reading of it at the time was like it's just like a sad time of night. It's a it's so like it's like the when speaker... when you're alone with your thoughts when you're alone right. With your thoughts. Yeah, but so like by that measure or that definition, the speaker is kind of just saying to us his listeners mm-hmm. it's 3 a.m i the speaker must be lonely so like maybe i'll go hook up with this weird chick oh no 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 that's not i i was thinking of it from her perspective like that it's like and okay. and she's reached out it's like the subtext is like she says baby it's 3 a.m i must be lonely i just reached out to tell you <laughs> like okay okay you know I- but it's weird okay no i get that but it's like at one point in the song it's like revealed that her clock has been stuck on three for days uh well okay so yeah, it says, i thought i know that she I- believes that life isn't made up of all that you're used to and the clock on the wall has been stuck at three for days and days Just yeah that's to read true the line. no you're right i guess for some reason in my head I always conflated that with the believing in the line before. And I thought it's like an illusion that the clock on the wall has been stuck at three. Like she believes 
that life isn't made up of all that you're used to. And she believes the clock on the wall has been stuck at three for days and days. But that doesn't make any sense. Well, it doesn't not make sense in this song because my overall reading of this song is that like we are to believe that this girl is like this like this like flighty, wacky, like kind of like basically just like a manic pixie dream girl. Like it's like she and maybe not even like a dream girl, but like she's definitely like it's like the vibe, like it's like the meet Virginia. Like I feel like that song I was looking at that song this week because I wanted to remember what it was like, uh, what the lyrics were like. And that song's ridiculous. Yeah. It's like she only we- she wears high heels yeah. when she exercises. It's like next level absurd. Um, yeah. But like this song, it's like I feel like the girl in this song. It's like, yeah, like I like I said, it just feels kind of like shoddily constructed. Like she has all yep. these like w- kind of like fairy esque qualities. Like she like um, what does it say? The co- she's got. Which part? Oh, well, the thing about the rain. Yeah, like the raincoat just is weird. Like that's not a that's not like a manic pixie dream girl thing. That's just like a literal person who doesn't want you to like catch cold, get a cold. Or yeah. Cold. In her color portrait world, she believes that she's got it all. Oh, that she swears the moon doesn't hang quite as high as it used to. And she only, that's a big one. She only, only sleeps, sleeps when it's raining. Like that's got the quality of like, just like a wild lady. Yeah, well, I think like there's a. Pe- she, I think we're also supposed to believe that she's like very troubled, and we're supposed right. to feel she's bad troubled, for her. Of course, like yes. the song that it's reminding me of as you're talking is the song "Let Her Cry" by Hootie and the Blowfish. Oh, does that have stuff like this in it? Well, it's like where th- she's in trouble, and like, yeah, but that yeah. Right. Yeah. And that happens in like, I thought you were going to say Round Here by Counting oh, Crows. Yeah, totally. Because it's like, that's like a whole genre of song that yes. I feel like was happening at this time was like, let's like take a look at this troubled, beautiful, yeah. like woman who you just can't help but love. Get a load of her. <laughs> and like, she's just kind of like, yeah, like she only sleeps when it's raining. Feels like she's kind of like, yeah, like there's maybe some like mental illness happening. Right. But, um, but, oh, and she screams that her voice is straining is funny. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. It's, I don't know. I feel, I hope she, I hope she meets someone better than the speaker of this song. Oh, man. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Um, but then, like, uh, oh, all right. So I, I was texting you earlier. Oh, this the most fucked up line is when he says she thinks that happiness is the mat that sits on her doorway. Oh, that was the one that made me angry about him. His inferences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, what is he trying to say about her? Yeah, that like that she's dumb. Is she dumb? Is she consumerist? Is yeah, she consumerist. just like? Is she? Um, yeah, like is she consumerist? She just like loves her doormat so much. Yeah, or is she just kind of like? Yeah, like just like not mentally like all there in some capacity. It's the line that like under scrutiny this week made me be like, oh, you don't know what the hell is going on in her brain. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like patronizing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's I, like she you've lost about- me here. Right. Like it's like if she thinks does she because it's also it kind of is like there's like a poetic quality to the line because it kind of feels like the word welcome would be on the mat. So like 
is the word welcome, like the word happiness or yeah. something. But like, yeah, like fuck you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a big fuck you. <laughs> In from conclusion. Us. But wait, I just wanted to quickly mention uh-huh. the the dark path that I went down a, a little like an hour before this we recorded this. Yes. <laughs> Which was a visit to uh genius.com. <laughs> oh, where... I wasn't sure we were gonna go here. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well I just wanted to mention it because like um <laughs> Because of the service that Rob has done us? Because of the service that he's done us. Yeah, like if you go to Genius, apparently, I I presume it's like actually Rob Thomas. It's like verified that he's the writer of these songs, but he's like annotating these lyrics left and right. (laughs) (laughs) What a move. Such a move. Yeah. And like, yeah, like on this song, it's like, um, I just, I started reading it and then I was like, I need to just not go down this road. Like, I don't need to be like colored by his like authorial intent on this. Like, I just want to stick with the text. But, um, but the most, yeah, like, so it's like, he's annotating the song and I kind of learned, uh, um, through these annotations, through like the little time I spent with them that I think this song, maybe he thinks it's about his mom. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. So just wanted to throw that out there. Whoa. I know. It's a lot. Oh, my God. I know. I feel like I, I don't I'm, I'm like speechless. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you should be like I didn't. As I said, like I didn't want to like go read all his annotations because I just didn't want to know. I wanted to yeah. like stick with my own interpretation of the song. But like, it's a if it's about his mom, like I don't know. It's even I mean, more fucked up, perhaps. It's also better. <laughs> it's a better song. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Maybe it's not about his mom. Maybe it's like maybe he feels it's about like how his relationship with his mom. Um, influenced his like romantic relationships. Hmm. I'll just read this one. Yeah, what did my he mom say? and I had a volatile. This is a, a, an annotation on the line. She said it's all going to end, and it might as well be my fault. Oh, um, on the genius lyrics, they put that all in quotes. So she huh. said all of it. She Whoa. said, "Quote: It's all going to end, and it might as well be my fault." Good quote. to know. Rob Thomas, my mom and I had a volatile relationship. Some of that was in there. Quote. It's all going to end and it might as well be my fault. It was touching on this love I had for her, this resentment I had for her and all the stuff I was having to go through this weird relationship where we were super, super close, but also at arm's length. Mm. Oh, pretty interesting. Yeah. As a comic relief, he (laughs) annotates on. She said it's cold outside and she hands me a raincoat. Rob Thomas writes, I never understood why it was cold outside and she handed me a raincoat. She gave me all kinds of shit I didn't need. <laughs> it's true. It is the wrong oh, kind boy. of coat. You That's don't... true. It's the wrong. Oh, I didn't think about that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, whatever, though. It's like better than no coat. Like, yeah, I'm kind of changing never... my mind here. Wow, I never thought about that. Like she should be handing you like a parka or sweatshirt or something. Yeah, what is a raincoat doing for you if it's cold? Eh, it's a an little. extra layer. Yeah, it's an extra layer. It's doing something. Anyway. 
Um, <laughs> a podcast where we discuss the merits of raincoats. <gasps> oh my god! Seriously. Um. Should we? Uh. You know. Should we move on? Yeah. Okay. <gasps> Woo! <laughs> Here we go. Push, push, push my friend. You, you don't know me. Well, I can't say. Well, I won't do anything at all. I wanna push you around. Well, I will. Well, I will. I wanna push you down. Well, I will. Well, I will. I wanna take you for granted. Yeah, I wanna take you for granted. Yeah, yeah, well, I will. Call the tone, bowl me over. Just wait a minute. Well, why don't you start it off? I feel like you have like pages of notes over there. Why don't you? Uh... I know. I have a p- over a full page single spaced of notes. I love it. <laughs> don't know how this happened. Well, okay. This song. All right. So, like, I feel like this. I'm not sure if this is accurate, but I feel that this song was like their their breakthrough song. Like, it was like this band showed up. And had this song, I'm like burst onto the scene with this song. And it like, I don't know. I feel like I just like, I loved this song when I heard it. It was like before I even like understood. Hmm. I feel it was like you, it, I loved it in a way you could only love like a song, hearing a Matchbox 20 song with no concept of like what the band was yet. Yeah. 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 You know, like I, um, but so, yeah, I feel like this song invokes a deep sense of nostalgia in me because I really loved it. Yeah. In, uh, I guess, ninth grade. Well, can I just really quickly, uh, is, since you brought up the order of the single, like, um, do you want to know the order of the singles? <gasps> yes, please. So, and this is very interesting because in light of, I wish we had looked this up earlier in light of the conversation we were having. So the first single was Long Day, which like is a very nondescript wow. song as far as I I'm I can't think of which one that is. Um, but that one came out in October of 96. So that was the first one. Push is the second single, but it wasn't released until May 27th, 1997. Oh That's almost a year later. That is wild. And then there's like... Back to Good is released over a year after that in 98, in October 98. So it's like they were releasing singles slowly from this album, like every six months, basically. That is so interesting. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's helpful. Yeah, Yeah, I guess I missed the first one and then I heard this one and I was I was all in. Um, You were. You sure were. I guess. Yeah. So like this song was like, um. It was like my my high school BFF and my like song. Oh. <laughs> it was like our it was I mean maybe there were we had other songs but like I feel like this was like a song for us. It was like a song about like our friendship. 
And um, mm-hmm. it was like, oh, or I almost want to say it was like a swan song. Like it's like it was like about like Whoa. like we kind of like stopped being friends like a little bit. Like, um, and I feel like this song was kind of like we really loved it as friends because we felt like it was about like um kind of about like the little like resentments that like build up in a friendship. And like, I think it was like what you were saying earlier about like recognizing something in a song and being like, that feels like true to my experience and something about like, um, yeah, it was like, there was like some like resentment that had built up in our friendship. And I feel like we had like a desire to like literally hit each other. Yeah. 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 And like release tension in this way that like, um, it was like I feel like this song felt like a normalization of like a uh having feelings of like hostility and like wanting to like be vulnerable and also like wanting to like just be able to like have a relationship where that was okay or something. Yeah, yeah. Like I feel like I loved it at the time, maybe like for those reasons. So does it feel does it feel to you like a song about friendship now versus a song about a relationship? No. Oh okay. no. I don't I don't think so. Like I don't it know would... if I even thought it sounded like a song about friendship then. I just think like I liked applying it to the idea of friendship. Huh. Which like, doesn't I... even really make sense, but I think I had this realization this week that I've always been a little put off by the whole like Okay, so like I do think that it's important to be able to articulate the feeling of like wishing for violence or like the um like an urge towards violence that articulating it might be a way of not like not exhibiting it out in the world. I got worried this week that that's not what's going on. Here. It's definitely off-putting. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I feel like I like I feel like I spent this whole week like just like walking around my neighborhood, listening to the song, looking like the like um, like the math equation meme, like <laughs> trying to just like understand what the fuck the song is doing. Oh, like, I'm so relieved to hear you say this because I was like, you're like you're like unequivocal. Uh, like your utter confidence that this is their best song made me think you had like come up with a reading I couldn't understand or something. No, I mean, yeah, I feel like I just like kept vacillating between like kind of just like total like like just like Twilight Zone levels of disbelief <laughs> that this song was ever made. <laughs> And then also on another level, like just thinking it's like a normal song about like vulnerability and desire. Yeah. But it's like, a, it's pretty insane that the song is like a male vocalist saying like, I want to push you around. Yeah, I will. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. Like, and uh, how about it, it gets really crazy when you look at like, she said, I don't know why you ever would lie to me. Like, I'm a little untrusting when I think that the truth is going to hurt you. And I don't know why you couldn't just stay with me. You couldn't stand to be near me when my face don't seem to want to shine because it's a little bit dirty. Like, where's the... And then there's a part where it's like, um, where is it? I feel like the, I just, like, loved hearing you read that P.S. <laughs> 
I'm trying to think. my favorite poem. Uh, Oh, because I've been cheated, I've been wronged, and you don't know me. Yeah, well, I can't change. I won't do anything at all. Oh, no, here's the part. Oh, but don't bowl me over. Just wait a minute. Well, it kind of fell apart. Things get so crazy, crazy. That feels like, isn't things just got crazy? The kind of like excuse someone makes in a domestic violence situation? Like, it just yeah, feels I don't like. No, maybe. Yeah. Like, I feel like this song is so confusing. Like, I don't even, I don't understand. I feel like it's like so confusing, like what's happening with the speakers, the speaker yeah. in the song. Like, it's like, it's like, it's another she said song. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like it's like yep. it's it's um it starts off. They both start out 3 a.m. and push both start out. She says. Yeah. Um. Well, like, this one just is said like you think it might be him. I think it weird, might be though. Him. I think he says she says I've really? like this. Is, Google is saying said, huh. but I think it says. I think if you listen and I, I feel like on other places on the Internet, it says she said. Huh. Like it's like in parentheses, she said, I don't know if I've ever been good enough. Really? Uh, I'm a little bit rusty and I think my head is caving in and I don't know if I've ever been really loved by a hand that's touched. Wow. Me, and I feel like something's going to give. Holy shit. You're right. Yeah. On Genius, it has she said in parentheses. I never heard it that way. Because you can hear him say, I mean, he says it. He says, she said, I don't know if I've ever been good enough. I never noticed it. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's 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 like weird. It's weird. Yeah. What and it's confusing. It's its purpose is confusing. Yeah. Like, it's like, who is the speaker in the song? Who is the one like doing and desiring violence like it's like i'm tempted to almost feel like the she is like tacked on so it's like not just like a male speaker talking about like violence like but it's but but like um it's yeah yeah like the uh the confusion of like what parts of the song are in the voice of she and what points parts aren't. It's kind of, I guess we were just talking about this exact thing with like 3am, yeah. but it feels like more, more weighty. And also like, Oh God, like, yeah, I definitely like went down a hole of like reading the, um, the genius annotations by her friend, Rob Thomas on this song. <laughs> um, because I just like, I feel like I like got, I just wanted to. I, I was just so curious what they said. Yeah. And I didn't know they were going to be from Rob Thomas. Right, of course. Yeah, you're just <laughs> looking for some help. Looking for some help, some insights. Yeah. But like, um, because I was reading the Wikipedia and like this song, I guess like at the time there was like uh, unsurprisingly but unbeknownst to me like controversy around it because mm-hmm. like obviously it like is it seems like it could be like glamorizing domestic violence or like romanticizing domestic violence. Um, And Rob Thomas like really, uh, really drives it home that it's not about that and in his annotations and, uh, but in the genius thing, but it's like, but yeah, the, the, the Wikipedia was like the dudes in the band were like, Oh no, it's like totally not about that. Like if any, like it's kind of, they were, they were saying it's like about, being mistreated or manipulated by like the girl in the relationship or something. Mm. I know, but like, Oh, this is what, this is what, uh, 
this is what he writes about the lyrics. I want to push you around. I will. I will. I want to push you down. I will. I want to take you for granted. I want to take you for granted. He writes, Rob Thomas, I was really writing about me. I was writing about someone who was manipulating me. But then instead of it being a victim song, I switched around so that it was me manipulating someone saying, I want to push you around Mm -hmm. and I want to take you for granted. I don't know. Yeah, the old switcheroo. The old switcheroo. I do actually think there's a place in the world for that sentiment, for like admitting an embar- like admitting an embarrassing truth that you're not going to act on or something. Like, yeah, like I'm being treated meanly, and there's this piece of me that wants to lash out and treat someone else meanly, right? Like. Right. Or, but also, I I don't even know if I think like he might even be saying like the the person who wants to do the physical violence is not him. Right. Like it's like the oh, the other person in the relationship or something. But I don't know. Like, yeah, I guess there's something about this song that's like, there's something in like the vulnerability of saying something that's like so fucked up that I'm just like fascinated by. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. With I don't that. know. No, it's, it, it's definitely, it like it lifts it out of the realm of like just being sort of vapid and it turns it into something interesting at least. Right. Like, yeah, I feel like the song is very, yeah, it's definitely like, I guess why I I feel like it's like by far their most interesting song to me. I agree with that. I think I would, I think I probably wouldn't have fought you on that at any point. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely more interesting. I mean, well, yeah. Like, um, Oh, well, I was going to say also, like, you remember, like, when we were talking about Soul Asylum and we talked about the song Somebody to Shove? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Or we also talked about Black Gold. We were talking about how, like, both of those songs have these, like, oh, I guess Somebody to Shove, obviously. It's like, I want somebody to shove. Yeah. uh, In parentheses, me. But, like, it's like these songs that are, like, about violence that, like, we were talking about how it's like they didn't feel threatening at the time, but maybe, like... They, I feel like we were, yeah, like maybe we were underestimating like, like male aggression or Definitely. something in a way, or like it was like culturally, we just like were in a place where we like normalized that in a different way. But like, I feel like that's another thing. It's like, I feel like it didn't feel threatening to me at the time. Whereas like now when I listen to it, it's just like, it's, it, it feels like truly bizarre. That this is, like, a song that was on the radio and, like, even though I love it, it's, like, a song that was on the radio and was, like, a hit. Like, I don't feel like that would happen now. Like, I feel like this song would just be, like, yeah, I don't know. Well, like, from the privileged perch of my childhood, I, like, believed that, (laughs) that, like, domestic violence was, like, sort of an exceptional thing. Like, that a rare, like, that it was rare in some way. I, like, Mm. didn't. Definitely as a kid, I didn't, I don't think I knew how like omnipresent it is. And so right. like in a world where I am aware of that, which like you can't, well, I guess some people aren't aware of that, but like as an adult, it feels impossible to not be aware of that. Like, Right. Totally. Yeah. But maybe culturally, I don't know, like we were all capable of like a higher level of denial back then. Oh, 100%. Okay. I yeah. mean, like I think definitely like culturally we're in a different place like yeah i mean than where we are now with like excusing like 
excusing like normalized yeah. like masculine viol- like male violence i guess like i don't know i feel like that's yeah. definitely true so um, can i i i'm curious though like maybe it's weird to transition to this now but like why is this your favorite song i like, mean i don't know i just like i can't I, maybe I just can't divorce it from like my 14 year old self. That's what I was hoping you were going to say. Yeah. Like, it's like, I hear it. It's like, I don't go around. I don't sit around listening to this song. Yeah. So to listen to it this week, it was like, I just like was so like happy to be back in like the weird space of the song. I don't know. Yeah, I just yeah. like it. I yeah. just think it's a really, I think it's like, I know that like from my adult perspective, it's like, there's fucked up shit happening. But again, it's like, I just feel like totally. it is like, it, as like two grownups talking about the song, it's like impossible to like not see that, like that op- the possibility of like it glorifying domestic violence is there. Like right. that's definitely there, but like it also, I don't know. Like, it's just like, I just, I do feel like it is a, a, uh, it feels perhaps because I'm stuck in a 14 year old's understanding of it, just like a, a complicated and brave song. I'm willing. I can get there actually. And like, I think, you know, some weeks we listen to stuff and I have this experience that's like present. Like I'm having a, like 39 year old me is like doing it and having this like moment with the songs and this week, it felt like I like hopped into the old time machine and rattled <laughs> ba- rattled along back to like the, back to like 1997, right. and I and I I lived there for briefly, and then today I started like go- coming back to being me now to ah. make to make my like dumb notes, and oh I like I, I it doesn't it uh, the I need to get in the time machine to be able to like this band a lot. Right. No, it's a really good point. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I feel like maybe, I don't know, I guess it's true a lot. It's like, we probably haven't listened to like a lot of the bands that we talk about on this podcast, like in a while, but I feel like this band, like, like I wouldn't like, yeah, like I have not listened to the song push by matchbox 20, like once. And I didn't listen to it. Like, I don't think I had the CD. So it's like a song I loved that I just like, happened to hear every once in a while you know like um so yeah it was just like something like exciting about being able to like revisit it and just like listen to it a bunch this week um but yeah i don't know like yeah no, yeah I- as i said like it's like on one hand it's like completely bonkers to like repeat well i will about like wanting to push someone around well, I will. Well, I will. <laughs> like, what? That's insane. But then on the other hand, it's like, I feel like that bonkersness is what, like, does it for me as a song. Like, it's like, it's so, like, it's just really, it's like, it's really going for it. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, even, yeah. even like, even though, like, what it's going for is like kind of like fucked up and dark. It's like, I appreciate how much it's just going for it. Like it's a, it's a crazy song. Like, I don't feel like there's a lot of songs like about 
whatever feelings are happening in this song. I, I can't think agree. of many. Like even the idea of like, I know you were making fun of it this week. Uh, the line, I want to take you for granted. I was just going to say that that line is an argument in very much in favor of a reading of this song where the idea of the chorus is intellectual and not physical. Like, wow. Right? Like, to say I want... You would never say I want to take you for granted. Like, you would... Um, mm. You would feel it. You would feel it. Like, that's not a... In the fight you're having with someone, you're not like, ugh, mm. I want to take you for granted. Right, 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 right. It's right. like a purely intellectual thought. And so maybe you can get from there to an idea where, like, the concept of push is also intellectual. I think that's a good point. Because, yeah, I don't feel like... I do feel like the concept of push felt kind of like a metaphor... Right. As a kid, like even though I liked the idea of thinking of like physically like pushing someone, like it also felt like I assumed it was metaphorical. Yeah. You know, and I think maybe it is like the work of the line. I want to take you for granted that that is like bringing it to that place. Maybe. I don't know. What does it even like? What does it mean to want to push some around? I guess. Yeah. Like to want to push someone around metaphorically is totally like in re- it's in conversation with I don't know if it is. I was going to say it's in conversation with what's happening in in the other song in 3 a.m. Hmm. or in like the first song we talked about. Like it's just about like if it's a metaphor and you want to push someone around, you want to like kind of fuck with them. Yeah. Like you want to be able to fuck with them. Yeah, 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 yeah. And have yeah. them still love you. Ugh. Because that's what it means to like say I want to take you for granted. Like I want to like know that even if I'm like kind of fucked up and make mistakes, like you're still going to love me. Yeah. And I feel like that's a a dark a deeply dark human feeling. Wow. That it's like kind of brave to admit having. I'm so glad we got here. <laughs> It took a while. Great work. Thank you. Great work by us. Yeah. Well. <laughs> oh boy. With that, I think I think uh I think that's a good place for us to shut so. off the old Matchbox 20 faucet. Um <laughs> uh we you can find us online. Uh we love it if you rate, review, respond. What not rate, review, respond. What? Subscribe. My, my brain you can subscribe is like Subscribe to us. I feel like, like I pod. some Somehow the fog lifted long enough for me to talk about Matchbox Twenty, and now I'm like, now trying, I'm trying to do the like, the like wrap up for the podcast. I can't even like think it's about the word great. wrap up. It's um, doing great. Our theme song is by Golden West Service, featuring Shreddy Vetter, uh, and we love you very much, and we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. See you next time.